Thanks for joining us in our journey of talking with God. Our goal is to encourage people to pray more often and to shed the stigma that talking with God is complicated or has some special formula. There is no special sauce. God, our Father, is there to listen to us in all seasons. Whether you're in a happy mood or maybe you're facing some struggles and find yourself angry at the world, or even God himself, he is still there. Each week, we bring you a single prayer from a single person. They can choose to remain anonymous or provide their identity. That part is not important. What is important, however, is their prayer. We all pray differently, and our goal each episode is to show you how this one person prays to God. We hope you enjoy your time here with us. If you do enjoy the content, then please subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. Thanks for joining me again on Talking with God. I want to say how grateful I am that you are taking time out of your day to spend it here with me. We're going to continue our discussion on the path of prayer as we examine the prayer life of a new believer. We've been talking about this path in general, and last week we discussed the seeker. That's the person who wants to know more about God or what prayer is like. That's our chance to show them what a relationship with Jesus is like. Prayer is an aspect of that relationship, and it also gives us a chance to witness to them. This week, we're going to talk about the new believer. This is infancy of a Christian prayer life. It really is like helping instruct a small young child because they know almost nothing about the impact that prayer can have on their life. Newborns are a lot of work. That's probably an understatement. But for a baby, your big things are food, instruction on good and bad, and ultimately cleaning up their messes. They don't understand all the implications of what happens with those things, but they understand that things may or may not be allowed, and they must learn to trust their parents' actions, even if they don't understand what that word trust even is yet. New believers are just like that. They need to be nourished in spirituality, which is our daily bread. It's the food they need. They need guidance on living a life for Christ and help in cleaning up their messes, because it's a fact. We're all human. Sometimes we can fix those messes on ourselves. Sometimes those messes require God's help. And sometimes those messes require themselves, God's help, and the people around them. A new believer, much like a baby, needs to be invested in heavily. The similarity to infancy is significant. We even describe our salvation as being born again. That comes through prayer that asks for salvation an acknowledgement that only Christ can provide the key to heaven. Prayer is the start of their birth and is the whole foundation of their relationship with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 says, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand the things freely given us by God. So it's important that the new believer understands that their new birth is a reception of the Holy Spirit. It is through that reception of the Holy Spirit that we're able to communicate with the Lord. That's the whole purpose of what is said in Corinthians. 
Now, I know some people might find being considered a child as an insult, but honestly, get over yourselves. We're talking about spiritual maturity here, and that influences where you are in your prayer life. In 1 John chapters, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, he says, I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. His wording there is strictly about being saved and, and most importantly, newly saved and how that applies to men and women no matter the age. He, In fact, I would say that the book First John is a, a great book for a new believer and a mature one alike to read through. There are various tests described in the book to help a Christian basically understand where they are in their communion with God. It's a the way for us to do a barometer, like, am I walking in step with God or am I way off in left field? But one of the things that John makes really important there is that he addresses different, uh, what we consider age types, right? You have the children, you have the fathers who would be mature men, and then young men. But then he circles back and he puts us all under that one umbrella of children again because we know the Father. For a new believer, it is important that we as Christians help them navigate the understanding that this mighty being that we call God can hear their prayers now. And more than that, he will even answer them. And we can give them things to help them pray. And one of the things that I've suggested in the past on this podcast is an acronym to help you pray. The one I like to use is called ACTS. It's a well-known method. I'm not going to claim credit on that or anything. That would be super foolish, but I find it comforting. And the reason why is, is something I'll get into after I explain what ACTS is. So the ACTS method is when we use A, adoration. That's where we give God praise and honor for who he is as Lord over all. C, confession. And that's where we honestly deal with the sin in our prayer life. We're coming to God and saying, I know you know I did this, but I am convicted and I should be talking to you because your father, this is what I've done. Help me. And then T is Thanksgiving. That's where we verbalize what we're grateful for in our prayer life and in the world around us. And then lastly, S for supplication. We pray for the needs of others and for ourselves. And for supplication, I really do feel like it's important that we do those things in that order is that we pray for others and then ourself. It's a simple way of just saying, Jesus did everything for me and didn't even worry for himself. And it's really important to understand that, you know, it's at least for the new believer, it's really important that we understand that while using acts as a suggestion, it's not what they must do. Instead, we have to direct them to an understanding that prayer is their conversation with God and they can have that conversation when and wherever they want. It's not bound to some format. It's not bound to some time of day. But that method may help them become comfortable in talking with God. And that's what it is for me. It's comforting. And this is why. We can teach them that prayer has an ebb and flow. For me, the reason why I like Acts is because it starts with God there's nothing without him. We should be starting there anyways. 
And we can see that in the adoration. And then it flows to us through the confession. It flows back to God when we show thanksgiving. It flows back to us when we have supplication. And then ultimately when we're closing out our prayer, it goes back to God. So it alternates on a focus from God to self and then back to God. And I think that's key there. Uh, they have an understanding that God is listening. Every time we say words to God, we're affirming our faith in him. We're saying, yes, God, I am yours. I know you are real. And I do not need to operate on sight because I have faith that you are my father. Now, there are some believers that are going to struggle with the idea that they have this spiritual father in heaven who wants a relationship with them when their real father may have been absent. And that can be a hard thing, especially for the new believer to get past. It's a duty for us to help them with that. I mean, they've already made this big leap of faith and believing in this being that, that they can't see. That's why we have faith is not by sight. Uh, we don't want to let them crash and burn. It will absolutely affect their motivation to pray to God. And down the long road, that makes it hard for them, right? So we need to invest time into their foundation. We don't just want to have a church or, or be around a body of people that are like, hey, we got 15 saved this, this week. Okay, what's their next step? Is it just to come to church every Sunday, maybe Wednesdays if you have Wednesday service, and, and that's it? You know, God wants more than that from us is what I'm getting at. So let me summarize a little bit before I continue. A new believer must be invested in as they navigate their new birth. We can do that by showing them what prayer is and how it affirms their faith. Another function of that newly minted prayer life is the thing that saved them to begin with, a confession and a plea that God absolved them of their sins. So we really have to be careful in helping them understand that if they sin, after they have asked for salvation, that God's not going to reject them. And the Bible's very clear on that. First John, I love First John for this. First John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. And so what that's really telling them is that once you're saved, you really, truly are saved. You can't be unsaved. It's not like that little meme where you've got the, the fisherman and he's holding salvation on a line. It's like, oh, 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 nope, you can't get it. Doesn't work like that. You know, but if they do need to confess, they should do so humbly because God already knows that they've sinned, right? He knows that if they have a, an understanding that the sin they committed and if their repentance is genuine. But their ability to understand the gravity of that sin in general is important. We don't want to give them the perception that it's okay to sin. And then they get to say a tiny prayer for absolution. And then they're good. While God's going to forgive us because we're saved, it's also setting that new believer up for a rough road ahead. 
Because if they keep sinning and they keep having problems and they say, I'm sorry, God, please forgive me. And they don't make any actual improvement and they're not actually walking in step with, with Christ. They get disenchanted. They, they lose their heart for God. And we can't allow that. The success of a believer's growth is built on a healthy relationship with God. And really the only way we can do that is to keep talking to him. And if we do so, what we'll find is that we get a life that just is full of God's unabounding grace. So at that stage, you know, we see this new believer. They've developed this trust in God the Father because they come to these small realizations that he's a protector, he's a guide, he's a provider, and a comforter, all wrapped up in one. And to see that that light click when they realize those things and to have those discussions with them, how awesome is that? You know, next week, I want to continue with the new believer because what I'm finding is that there's so much more than what I thought I knew when I do the research on some of these things. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast because it gives me a chance to help people come closer to God. And by proxy, it helps me learn more and become closer to God too. It's this awesome, just self-feeding circle. But next week, I want to discuss the teenage-ish years of the new believer. Now, I don't have teenagers yet, but I've got a little girl that's heading that way. She already thinks she is. And I've got a little boy that's, you know, two years behind her. I was a teenager once. I knew I ain't forgot what that was like. And uh, I just pray to God that I have these just awesome, always listen to their parents, always doing their work really well, God-loving children. And they are that right now. So I'm just, I am really blessed and, and grateful. And yeah, we'll roll with it. But for the believer, we're going to have that same, uh, that same period where we struggle. And we'll talk about that next week. I do have one question to ask of you. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for the works of your son. Without him, we would live in a world bound by religious legalism. We would believe that we can lose your love and in our salvation. And that's just not true because your son's already paid it all. I ask that if we're lucky to be around a new believer, allow us to speak the gospel in an effective way and nourish them. That way we can help them establish a foundation of good prayer life and to show them that that foundation of a good prayer life with you is just simple. It's this, it's this conversation. Prevent us from adding to that. Don't let us taint the good news and give us the knowledge to speak on what we do know with confidence. Please continue to guide us as we walk down the path of a mature prayer life and open our minds to the knowledge you will distill within us. Help us mature past the infancy of our prayer life so that our faith grows deeper than you. It's in Jesus' powerful name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend with us. 
Can I ask a small favor? Okay, well maybe it's a couple, but they are really important. First, can you subscribe to us? Second, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, can you give us a rating and let us know how we're doing? That helps our podcast get discovered. And if I'm honest, it makes us feel good too. Even if it's just a one star out of five, it's crucial feedback so that we can improve. One last thing, can you share this with your family or friends? We're on all major podcast platforms, and even if it's just two people, maybe your whole Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to have that. It would mean the world to us, because every little bit helps us get discovered and allows us to share God's message to the world. We hope that by sharing this prayer with you, that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably. And most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. If you'd like to share a prayer, check out the link below and contact us. We love you and hope that you visit us again next week.